the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. Uh, we got another interview lined up today with Puyan from Iran. He's going to tell us a bit about his band Bloody Sadism and the Iranian metal scene. Uh, unfortunately, Brendan's running a bit late, so he might be on the call a bit later, or it could just be me today. So welcome to the show, and uh, it's good to have you. Thank you so much. Hello everyone, this is Puyan Ahmadi, founder of Bloody Sadism from Iran. I'm glad to talk with you. I Fantastic. Uh, so just going to start off by asking, um, what got you into music or the, the music industry? So how did you become an artist, essentially? Um, it was about, about um, 13 years ago. And I was, um, you know, at the school, school. And do you hear me? Yes, yes. Hey, hey you just oh, fine. Sorry. Uh, because our internet connection is so weak and... Um, I'm worried about that. Um, if, uh, if there's I, any issues, I'll let you know. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. And um, I started uh, playing classical guitar, and um, I started it by myself. And then I decided to go to some, you know, an institute and uh, to, you know, learn um, how to play guitar, um, you know, uh, academically, you know. And when I was uh, about 14 or 15, I started to, um, you know, you know, my cooperation with, uh, you know, um, different artists. And, you know, I started recording classical guitar. And um, in 2014, I started Bloody Sadism Project. And uh, in 2019, I released my debut album. Uh, we have a circle production label from Spain, and I've worked with, uh, you know, more than 30 bands since 2009. What made you decide to be a, an individual artist or a solo artist instead of being in a band? So why did you go out on your own? Um, because, you know, in Iran, we don't have um, a great drummer to, you know, who can play, you know, these kind of uh, lines, you know, gravity, brass beats and other techniques. Mm, I can play, you know, electric guitar, classical guitar, bass guitar, and I can, uh, you know, do the vocals, you know. I like to be alone in this project, do uh, whatever I want. Uh, so, uh, creative, con uh, creative control. Um, that's that it. Sense. I like my, you know, um, loneliness. Sure. No, that makes sense. We, we actually talked to quite a few uh, solo artists or individual artists, and uh, most of them say it's the same thing. They have a vision in their head and an idea of what they want, and... That's why they do it, because they can create exactly what they want, how they want to do it. No, it's so hard in Iran to find a mate, you know, bandmate who can understand your, you know, specific opinion about, opinions about uh, different issues. And, you know, I don't like the struggle between the bandmates. And so it's good to be alone. Uh, you touched on a topic there that we want to actually talk about today, which was, did you want to sort of explain to the listeners what the uh, the metal scene and the music scene in general in Iran is like? We can call it semi-official scene in Iran. And, you know, it's some kind of 
you know, hard to be a, you know, metal musician in Iran because we don't have, you know, um, how can I explain that? Official market for metal music and we don't have right. a good copyright. We just download every album that, I, that we want. It's not good for us and we don't have, um, you know, big scenes and, you know, gigs or festivals or whatever you call it, like Wacken or, you know, Death Fest or whatever, and uh, something like that. We have small scenes or, you know, stages and uh, we don't, we have to be permitted and get, actually get the permission to, you know, for shows or for releasing an album. And, you know, it's too difficult to earn money and uh, we have to, uh, actually we should to have a main job to, you know, earn money and spend it right. uh, in our, what we can say, in our favorite, in our love, for our love, you know? So are you saying that uh, to release an album or play a concert, you have to actually get permission to do so each time? Yeah. And who do you get permission from? There is some, you know, it's called something like an organization, you know. I never, mm-hmm. uh, you know, followed that because right. music is not my you know, main job. I wasn't for that. Yeah, I wasn't looking for that. So forget about that. Please, next question. So this, what, what exactly got you into metal? Like which bands influenced you and how did you go from sort of more mainstream music to discovering the world of metal? When I was younger... Uh, bands like uh, Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel, uh, Tiamat, and Guns N' Roses. Um, right. you know, Great bands. They, you know, they were and their cities, they still are, um, you know, how can I say that? Very special bands in, uh, you know, in their own genre. So uh, what was the other part of the question? Um, who do you say sort of influenced you the most in your in your music? So, which of those bands that you love sort of drove mm. your direction of your band? Yeah, uh, Cannibal Corpse um, is my you know the most uh, influencer because of the you know pure brutality and uh, candor. They're something specific uh, cover albums and you know um, something about torture and you know gore and you know zombies and mm-hmm. something like that you know something you know that we have to be about fear and panic and terror you know it's good for me i enjoy right. it i understand a lot of people feel the same way so there is a huge market for like a horror and gore metal and all that sort of thing yeah and uh the, the next thing i want to know was uh regarding sort of the the scene there um, do you get acts from neighboring countries coming to tour and do you tour around other countries surrounding Iran or is it uh, more so everything's in Iran and everything, each of those countries have their own individual scenes? In Iran, I can't play um, because I'm not interested to play in Iran, but I had some shows, um, you know, I've been booked about six months ago for two mm-hmm. shows in Turkey and, oh, cool. uh, you know, unfortunately, um, the show canceled because of uh, you know this kind of virus coronavirus and right. uh, i will play um on uh, barca metal festival um about uh, three weeks after it's an online show and you know um i'm planning to play in other in other countries 
but during this kind of pandemic virus or whatever you want to call it right now i can't say um, the exact or something like that let's see what will happen in the future right i think a lot of artists are in the same position at the moment with international touring and live shows everything's sort of in limbo at the moment but uh I hope that you can uh, sort that out and get back on the road again. We'd like to know a little bit more about your full-length release that came out last year. Did you want to tell us a bit about your album? Yeah. Uh, Eloquent Atrocity, um, it's released uh, via Basic Good Production and a Spanish label. And the story of the album is about, uh, you know, something you know, we can't say about a man who is, you know, fight um, or we can say struggle or something like that. Um, you know, with himself in his, you know, own mind, and he's alone. Uh, uh, did you listen to the album carefully, uh, completely? Yes, I did. Yeah, we, we wrote the okay. review for it up, uh, and I listened to the whole thing before we, we did that. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I remember that now. Sorry, sorry, and that's know, okay. No, no problem. <laughs> and sorry, uh, if you listen to it through the first track of the album. Uh, there's a man who is, you know, living alone in his own room and he goes to, you know, restroom. And after that, the brutality, brutality begins. Second uh, track is about same name uh, for the album, Electronic Atrocity. And, the, and it's about something like misogyny, you know, sexual sadism. Mm-hmm. The second track, uh, sorry, the third track called Ecstasy, it's about you know something um, anti-drugs and uh, right. somebody who you know survives um, you know from the addiction of you know drugs. Track number four is about misogyny and sexual sadism. Uh, track number five um, mm-hmm. is about sexual sadism. Track number six about about that killer uh, who tries to you know suffer and you know suffocate somebody. It depends on you that you see the you know right you know the subject is male or female. There's no difference. It doesn't matter. Um, track number uh, seven is about misogyny and misogyny, torture, gore. For me, I try to you know mix mm-hmm. them up uh, with each other. And um, track number eight, bipolar disorder, is two kind of mood that the killer have during that part and uh, that time. Track number nine, Lucid Dream, is about at the, that same brutality, misogyny, sexual sadism, or whatever you want to call it. After the first part of um, classical guitar part, I mean classical guitar part, you know, uh, there will be his regret about um, bad things and whatever you want, you can hear before that. And track 10, um, the outro is about that um, his soul and or maybe his mind is dead. Uh, right. The killer doesn't, uh, you know, can feel, he doesn't can feel anything. And the album right. finished. Um, you know? And um, yeah, I was just going to say, um, did you want to tell us a little bit about the recording process? Because obviously you played all of that yourself. So how did you, did you do that at home or were you in a studio or how did you record the album? It was in 2018, in the August or September, maybe. I can't remember uh, the exact day that mm-hmm. I uh, went to Temis Studio. 
Um, it's for one of my friends, one of my best friends. Talked to them and I told them that I want to record the first album, the debut album, um, at their studio. So I began to actually I began recording um, in his studio. I started from track um, no, n- number two, Eloquent Atrocity, to to the end of the track number nine, Lucid Dream. And you know, right. First of all, I I recorded um, for each track. I recorded uh, track by track by track. You know. Uh, first track I recorded uh, left guitar and right guitar, the uh, bass line, and after that I went for the other tracks. After all of the tracks uh, recording finished, I started uh, actually with uh, my friend. We started uh, drum programming, and after mm-hmm. that uh, I started vocals recording, and then I waited to i waited for them to finish the mixing and mastering uh, processes did you release the album yourself like did you get pressings done and then send them out or did you go through an agency or you uh, before the label or did you go straight through the label right from the start what do you mean of agency like a pr agency no no you know did you, uh, no. first of all when the album uh, you know was ready I um, released and I released a single track of uh, of the album, and after that, uh, with a promo video, I sent them to different, uh, you know, companies or labels or whatever you call it. Some offers I I decided to work with basically a Spanish label. And that's who you've been with uh, since then, haven't you? Uh, they're handling all your international distribution, aren't they? Uh, but the international distribution, is, you know, it's the label's job. You know, it's not my job. Uh, right. You know, uh, right. they did, the, you know, the, the distribution. And I tried to, you know, do some self-promote for the album. I don't have any, right. you know, kind of, any kind of agent or something like that. I do everything by myself. Great. That's, that's sort of what I was getting at. And the other thing I wanted to ask was on the album, I noticed, well, this is maybe my just the way I viewed it. You had some sort of slam death influences there. Is slam sort of a style of music that you listen to, or is it just the, the groovy elements that you kind of ended up putting into the album without even realizing? Um, I'm not the fan of glam music. I love slam music, you know, mm-hmm. slam metal, slam death metal, slam grind. Right. One of the ba- other bands that uh, inspired me for about six or seven years is devourment when you you know yes great you know the groovy style of them and the nasty sound of guitars and the nasty sound of snare you know they make me you know happy and you know something wild you know it's good for me i enjoy them no they're a great band and um I just have to ask, this is a band that I like in that genre. Have you heard of Abominable Putridity? They're from Russia, right? Yes. Yes, they are. I've listened to some of their songs, and they are great. They're really great. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, really good groove segments and uh, really, like, fast-paced, really aggressive, but also at the same time kind of catchy. Yeah, right. They are, you know, something groovy. They do something groovy. It's good. Those groove elements is something that I picked up from your album. And for me personally, that was what I really liked about your release was the fact that you had a lot of aggression. It was pretty raw. 
but you also had like uh, some really great groove elements and uh, some really catchy segments, which broke it Thank up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What have you got coming up? Are you working on any new material, like uh, any other releases in the mm, future? You know, I have new uh, material or stuff, and I can't I can't say the exact date for the you know next album, but there will be uh, more stuff. Definitely, I will try to do the do the arrangement of the song soon. You know, at this moment, mm-hmm. I'm some kind of tired. Uh, after the the album, right. I had uh, uh, another cooperation with other bands uh, like War Angel, and we released a thra- uh, um, actually a heavy thrash metal uh, album uh, in the summer. Um, it was in July. After okay. many recordings, you feel something, you know, you need, you know, right. during this, uh, you know, pandemic, uh, you know, sickness, you know, uh, I feel more depression and I need, you know, something new and, um, uh, you know, a recovery to be full of energy for the next stuff, you know, but... Uh, Right. I promise to you and all of the fans from around the world that the next album will be more brutal and more technical and much better than the, you know, the debut album. That's great to hear. Um, that album you mentioned, the thrash one that you put out, what is the title of that one? And uh, where can people listen to that? Is- uh, they can listen to it on YouTube and Bandcamp and Spotify. And in other uh, platforms. Okay, great. And your Bloody Sadism album, that's on all platforms as well, isn't it? Because I listen to it on Bandcamp, but I think it's also on Spotify and YouTube as well. No, uh, Bloody Sadism is is not available, um, you know, on Spotify or iTunes. It's available on, you know, physical, uh, you know, copies around the world. And, you know, you can uh, listen for free on my Bandcamp, Bloody Sadism. Bandcamp.com. Many of the people uh, they have downloaded it, and it's available in uh, different websites. But it will be available uh, maybe in 2021, actually 2021. Different platforms like Spotify or iTunes or whatever deserve or something like that. I don't know many of those sites. You know, sorry about that. But it will be available. Um, so just. Before we uh, before we wrap up, uh, Brendan had a question he wanted me to ask you, which was, if you could work with any musician on a project, who would it be? Um, you know, it's so hard to choose between your friends uh, when somebody asks you this something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of my you know dreams to work with uh, you know Pat O'Brien, Webster. They are, you know, they are amazing. You know, I, I can't just let it go. How uh, Pat O'Brien plays guitar like that, you know, it's um, so great. And it's one of my dreams to, you know, play with him or meet him. You know, it's great. It's it was a very hard question. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it makes it any easier as well, you uh, you can list off a few other ones you'd like to work with, but that's up to you. Yeah. But uh, Pato Rain is my, you know, my legend. 
Okay, well, it's good to hear that you have someone that you want to work with so strongly. Um, The other question he had for you was, as a solo artist, what is your favorite instrument to play when you do your recording? Another hard question. What are you doing, my friend? (laughs) What are you doing to me, you know? (laughs) Oh, this is, you have Brendan Brendan to thank for these ones. (laughs) um, You know, it's like to, you know, ask from, a father or a mother uh, that you have to choose between your, you know, kids. They can't do it. But, <laughs> you know, I I like, actually, I love play any kinds of guitars. It doesn't matter for me, actually. I can't mm-hmm. choose. I really can't choose. Between acoustic and electric? Uh, between acoustic and electric. Electric is better. Okay. That's good to hear. Um, electric probably makes more sense for you with the type of music that you play because it gives you more, uh, let's make heavier, groovier, uh, yeah, more aggressive yeah. music. And uh, he actually had one more for you, which was, who is your guilty pleasure band? So what's the band that you listen to that you don't want other people to know about? Um, who is my favorite guilty band? Guilty pleasure band? What do you mean of guilty mm-hmm. pleasure? So this is a, a band that you listen to that you wouldn't necessarily tell your friends that you listen to because you might be embarrassed. My favorite band, you know, many of my friends, they don't <laughs> listen to metal music. But, you know, when you okay. want to, when I want to, you know, recommend them to listen to some band. Uh, let me see. Which genre? It doesn't matter for you. Any, Any genre. genre. You know, for any genre, you know, because I'm a fan of, I, I really like mm-hmm. Hatebreed. Oh, right. Brendan loves Hatebreed yeah. as well. And, you know, if I want to comment uh, people to listen to metal music, you know, Slayer, Brain Drill, they are great. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, remember their name it's so hard for me you know another hard question from you yes <laughs> um, <laughs> devourment dying fetus um the band uh, in doom metal genre is southerness right southerness southerness is yes. great yep you uh, roll i'm an old fan of you uh, maybe you don't you know pronounce mm-hmm. its name like this Ural or Ural or Ural or Aral or whatever you want to call it, you know. And what about uh, what about outside of metal? Do you have any any bands that you would recommend or that you listen to outside of the the metal genre? Or is it all just metal? Outside of metal genre, I can't remember anything. Sorry, <laughs> because <laughs> no, that's uh, fine. That, that's no because problem. Because nowadays, you know, teenagers and young people try to, you know, uh, listen to some some stuff like Justin Bieber or you know some stupid shit like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what can I say mm-hmm. to them? You know, I have these kinds of problems in the other parts of my life, like you know, movies. When people ask me uh, which movie do you did you watched. Did you watch last week? Mm-hmm. For example, I, I will told them I drive. And they say, wow, taxi driver. It's so, you know, nasty. It's a foolish. It's a it's foolish a movie. movie, they say. But, you know, it's a great movie for me. And I learned uh, many things from um, those kinds of movies. You, did you know mm-hmm. um, many of our people haven't 
watched uh, Godfathers. <laughs> you know, oh, what wow. can I what can I recommend <laughs> them and yeah, what can I uh, you know say to them? You know, <laughs> forget about that. Forget about that. Next question. That was uh, pretty much everything that Brenda had. I mean, his other question was um, how has COVID affected you? But I think you kind of talked about that already uh, earlier with one of your other answers that you uh, you had your tour cancelled. And uh, it's been quite hard for you yeah. to work and travel. Uh, but, you know, other artists from around the world, they've been affected more than me because they, because I can't, if there wasn't, you know, any kind of this sickness like COVID, I couldn't play and I wasn't interested in, you know, playing in Iran. But, you know, they, they've been, uh, their shows have been cancelled. No, obscene extreme. I think uh, it has been cancelled. Many other shows has been cancelled. You know, but I've been, you know, updated with this kind of situation in Iran. I can't feel their exact opinion about this situation. Our system is uh, so different. Hey, how are you? Hey, how's how's it going? It's going, man. Didn't mean to uh, interrupt <laughs> the. Uh... everything there i uh just got back and james and i uh apparently suck at math a little bit and we're like all right i'll be ready for two o'clock and then uh yeah (laughs) yeah we we messed up with the uh, time zone conversion a little bit on our side so sorry about that (laughs) no problem Um, but uh brendan i asked a bunch of your questions um just before we start recording again i'll just let you know what we've covered um in case you have anything else you want to ask today. Gotcha. Uh, we talked We talked about um, favorite instruments to play, gotcha. uh, m- promoting music, okay. um, who you'd like to play with in his band, yep. uh, and Guilty Pleasure Band. And we were just on the topic of COVID uh, now. Okay. So is there any, uh, anything else you want to ask? Um, well, we already got a lot of that stuff covered, I guess. Um uh, yeah, how has COVID affected you as being a musician? Um, that's all I could come up with like right away, um, I guess. And looks like we've just had Brendan come on the call, and he is just in time to ask the final question of the interview. Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, I would want to know is like how uh, COVID has affected you being a musician, um, uh, you know, because it's affected a lot of people in different ways, and you know, some of it negative, some of it positive, and uh, just want to know uh, your input and feelings on how everything has been going with you due to COVID. Mm, actually, it has, you know, uh, many good uh, effects and many bad effects for me. Um, it was about seven months ago, it was in March, that our um, new year, our, uh, you know, you know, it's uh, something like your uh, Christmas. Uh, we have uh, we had to stay at home for about three weeks. All of the you know companies or and uh, many of the jobs were closed for three weeks. I uh, wrote some stuff during that time. It was um, good for me to be free and do my favorite job, that is music. Yep. And I was going to, you know, play in two shows in Turkey in April, but uh, they canceled. And uh, if there's nothing else that you have uh, to share today, we just want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, remind everyone to check out your album. 
which is Eloquent Atrocity. Uh, that's on Bandcamp for anyone who wants to give that a listen. Um, physical copies are available as well. And uh, keep an eye out for future projects uh, from this guy right here. Uh, he has some cool stuff in the works. And uh, that's about it for us today. Tune in next time for another interview. And thanks for listening. And uh, thank you, Puyan, for coming on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. for. Thank you so Thank you both. Thank you both of you for, you know, giving me this chance. And thank you for your support. And, uh, you know, it was my pleasure to talk with you. I actually talked to you, you know. And, you know, I'm so glad um, about this conversation. Hope people like it. Oh, I'm sure they will. Uh, we don't really get to hear much in the world as far as uh, metal music goes and what, what the scene and the culture is like. So it's, it's going to be really interesting for a lot of people yeah, to listen absolutely. to, I think. Yeah, maybe. Let's see what, what will happen.